Speak Indo Podcast is a medium to think about life while learning about the Indonesian language and culture. Hi, I'm Natasha, the host of Speak Indo Podcast. The first part of the story will be narrated in the Indonesian language. The second part will be in English. The transcript is available on our blog, speakindo.life, and our YouTube, Speak Indo Channel. Season 2, Episode 13 The Sound of a Nation's Modernity Aku adalah anak ketiga dari delapan bersaudara dan satu-satunya yang tidak melanjutkan pendidikan di bidang yang umum di perguruan tinggi. Hidupku hanya sekali. Aku ingin hidup bahagia. Hanya musik yang bisa bikin aku bahagia. Itu yang aku katakan pada papaku. Karena orang tuaku tidak setuju dengan pilihanku, Sementara aku tetap ingin berkarir di musik, akhirnya aku memohon ke papa untuk diperbolehkan tetap tinggal di rumahnya, tetapi aku tidak menerima uang pendidikan darinya. Maka setelah lulus SMA, hari-hariku berikutnya selama 12 tahunan itu adalah perjalanan yang sangat sulit. Hutang ke sana-sini untuk menutup kebutuhan belajar dan bekerja di bidang musik. Sebenarnya ada pilihan untuk balik ke papa, tapi rasa gengsiku saat itu terlalu besar. Akhirnya aku mencapai satu kondisi di mana pendapatan dari karir musikku bisa memberikan nafkah yang lebih dari cukup. Saat itu aku menjadi music director atau producer untuk album rekaman penyanyi-penyanyi terkenal Indonesia saat itu. Di tahun 1991, setelah empat tahun menikah dan mempunyai anak pertama berusia satu tahun, tiba-tiba aku memutuskan mengambil haluan baru. Masih di musik juga, tapi masuk ke Orkes Simfoni. Bersama temanku Indra Bakri dan Odi Agam, kami mendirikan Twilight Orchestra. Di zaman itu, Minat masyarakat terhadap musik simponik hampir tidak terlihat. Banyak temanku yang mengolok-olok uh, sambil bertaruh gitu, bahwa aku pasti akan kembali ke musik pop dalam satu atau dua bulan. Lah, gitu. Hal ini dikarenakan apresiasi baik dari pihak penonton maupun pemerintah pada musik simfonik saat itu sangatlah minim. Dan aku ingin pindah haluannya secara cold turkey karena aku mau fokus 100% Nah, sejak itu Berbagai tawaran kerjaan musik pop Untuk rekaman um, Album Ataupun iklan Aku tolak Maka di awal 90-an itu Aku seperti kembali mengulang masa lalu Yang susah di Saat aku baru lulus SMA Keadaan finansialku langsung merosot uh, jauh drastis meski sudah dibantu oleh salah satu pendiri orkestraku yaitu Bapak Indra Bakri kali ini lebih berat karena aku sudah berkeluarga tantangannya pun bertubi-tubi datang dari luar maupun dalam 
diantaranya adalah adanya seorang wartawan dari media besar yang selama 14 tahun lamanya seperti sentimen dan membuli aku dengan menuliskan ulasan-ulasan konserku yang selalu menjatuhkan Selain itu, aku harus bergelut dengan masalah kedisiplinan anggota orkestra di masa awal pembentukannya. Jadwal latihan jam 10 hingga 4 sore, baru datang jam 11 atau jam 12. Belum lagi keberadaanku yang termasuk junior di bidang musik simfonik. Beberapa anggota orkestraku saat itu yang umumnya memang lebih senior dari usiaku yang masih muda, relatif maka sering diremehkan tantangan-tantangan ini sangat berat dan membuat aku hampir menyerah di tahun ketiga sampai tahun kelima untungnya keadaan berangsur menjadi lebih baik bahkan kalau dulu aku fokus mengejar karir di musik karena alasan cinta pada musik dan tanggung jawabku menghidupi keluargaku setelah keadaan mulai lebih stabil, aku semakin menyadari bahwa apa yang kulakukan di bidang musik ini ternyata tidak semata untuk kecintaan atau nafkah semata. Tapi juga merupakan sarana untuk misi lainnya yang sangat penting dalam hidupku dan saya kira lebih besar, yaitu edukasi dan pembentukan karakter bangsa. Karakter yang bukan saja menjadikan negara kita penuh orang pintar tapi juga orang bijak dengan musik simfonik manusia terbiasa berdisiplin bekerja sama, saling respek dan terasah empatinya orkestra terdiri dari beragam bentuk dan bunyi instrumennya yang masing-masing menyuarakan nada-nada yang berbeda Aktivitas di musik orkestra ini pada akhirnya juga membiasakan kita menghormati perbedaan. Dalam situasi sekarang ini, banyak orang takut akan keberagaman. Selalu ada kekhawatiran mayoritas menindas minoritas. Orkestra akan membuka mata bahwa ketakutan itu hanyalah ketakutan belaka. Seperti dalam sebuah orkestra, keberagaman seharusnya saling melengkapi dan menguatkan. Perbedaan justru diperlukan untuk menghasilkan harmoni dan sinergi, bukan ketakutan. Saat memainkan musik bersama-sama, pemikiran mengenai mayoritas atau minoritas itu tidak terbesit. Di situ kita sama-sama menikmati hasil karya kita saat menonton berdiri, bertepuk tangan, dan bersorak. Hanya rasa bangga yang membakar spirit solidaritas atas keberhasilan bersama. Begitu pula di pihak penontonnya, akan fokus pada spirit apresiasi dan kebanggaan akan seni budaya. Tidaklah heran bila ada istilah kualitas orkestra adalah barometer modernitas suatu bangsa. Aku mendukung sekolah-sekolah di Indonesia untuk mempunyai orkestra yang jumlahnya makin banyak itu. Berkunjung ke sekolah dan berinteraksi dengan para siswa di sana adalah cara yang paling efektif untuk menumbuhkan apresiasi musik simfonik di generasi muda. 
Jalan tol makin banyak dibangun untuk menghubungkan kepulauan Indonesia dari barat ke timur. Jalan tol itu adalah infrastruktur untuk membangun suatu perekonomian wilayah bahkan negara. Dengan perekonomian yang kuat, maka negara pun menjadi kuat. Begitu pula untuk pembentukan karakter, diperlukan suatu infrastruktur di bidang seni budaya. Salah satu bentuk infrastruktur di bidang ini adalah keberadaan concert hall, yakni sebuah tempat di mana masyarakat luas bisa mendapatkan kesempatan untuk mengenal dan belajar, serta mengapresiasi bentuk-bentuk seni budaya yang ditampilkan, khususnya orkes simfoni. Sayangnya hingga kini kita belum mempunyai infrastruktur untuk musik simfonik di ibu kota yang dibangun pemerintah. Ini adalah potret kehidupan di mana sejak kita kecil secara turun-menurun hal yang dianggap prioritas adalah pembangunan ekonomi. Sementara seni budaya yang juga mengedukasi nilai-nilai kemanusiaan kurang mendapat perhatian. Padahal ini sangat penting sebagai fundamen negara yang kokoh agar tidak mudah dipecah belah, bahkan dihancurkan. Karena sejarah dunia sudah membuktikan, bila persatuan dari rakyatnya tidak kokoh, maka sebesar dan sehebat apapun suatu negara, akhirnya akan hancur lebur. Bukan di tangan penjajah atau pihak luar, tapi di tangan rakyatnya sendiri. The next one will be the English version of the story. Adi is the third child from eight siblings, and the only one who did not continue to pursue mainstream education in university. He felt that you only live once, and he wanted to live happily. He already informed his father that only music made him happy. As his parents disapproved of his choice, while he wanted to have a career in music, at the end, he asked his father to still allow him to stay at home, but not receive educational funds from him. After graduating high school, Adi's days for the next 12 years were a difficult journey. He borrowed money here and there to cover his educational expenses and his work in music. There was always a choice to just go back to his father for this, but his pride would not allow him to do so. Finally, Adi reached the stage where he was able to make out a decent living out of his income from his music career. At that time, he was a music director or producer of recording albums of famous Indonesian singers. In 1991, after being married for four years and having a one-year-old child, Adi suddenly decided to chart a new course still in music, but delving into symphonic orchestra. With his friends Indra Bakri and Odi Agam, they established the Twilight Orchestra. At that time, the people's interest towards symphonic music was almost non-existent. Many of his friends made fun of him and made bets that he would return back to pop music in one to two months. This is due to the very minimum level of appreciation that the audience and government have in symphonic music at that time. 
and he did a cold turkey move as he wanted to focus on it 100%. Since then, Adi rejected all pop music work offers, from recording albums to commercials. Hence, in the early 90s, he felt like he was reliving his difficult days after he graduated from high school. His financial situation dropped to the bottom, although he was supported by one of the founders of his orchestra, Indra Bakri. This time around, it was harder, because Adi had a family he had to support. The challenges kept on coming, internally and externally. One of those being a reporter from a well-known media who for 14 years seemed to hold a grudge against him and continuously wrote bad reviews on his concerts. On top of that, Adi had to tackle the disciplinary issue with the members of his orchestra in the early days it was founded. The practice schedule was from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and they only arrived around 11 or 12 p.m. Not to mention, he was still considered a junior in symphonic music. Many of his orchestra members were relatively older than him and often looked down on him. The challenges were big and almost made him quit in his third to fifth year managing the orchestra. Luckily, things slowly got better. In fact, if Adi previously focused on his music because of his love of music and the responsibilities of having a family, when things stabilized for him, he realized that what he had been doing in music was not only for his passion and to make a living out of it, but it also served as a vehicle for another important mission in his life, which is the education and character building of his nation. Character will not only provide the country with brilliant minds, but also wise individuals. Through symphonic music, people became disciplined, worked well together, respected each other, and empathetic. An orchestra consists of instruments with different shapes and sounds, each one of them playing a different tune. The activity in orchestral music, at the end, teaches us to respect the differences that we have. In the current situation, many people are afraid of diversity. There is always the fear that the majority will oppress the minority. Orchestra opens up our eyes that such fear is just merely fear. Like in an orchestra, diversity should be complementary and strengthening. Differences are actually required to produce harmony and synergy, not fear. When playing music together, the thought of majority and minority does not even come into play. There, we enjoy together the results of our work when the audience stood, clapped, and cheered. Only pride of a collective success burns the spirit of solidarity. Likewise, on the audience side, they would focus on the spirit of appreciation and the pride of art and culture. No wonder that there is a saying, the quality of the orchestra is the barometer of how modern a nation is. Adi supported numerous schools in Indonesia to have their own orchestra. Visiting those schools and interacting with the students there are the most effective ways to build the symphonic music appreciation within the younger generation. More highways were built to connect the islands of Indonesia from west to east. Highways are infrastructures to build the economy of an area, more so a country. 
A country will become strong supported by a strong economy. The same way that character building requires a strong infrastructure in art and culture. One of the forms of infrastructure in this field is the existence of a concert hall. A place where a wider range of people could get the opportunity to know, learn, and appreciate the forms of art and culture being presented, especially symphonic orchestra. Regretfully until now, Indonesia still does not have the government-built infrastructure for symphonic music in the capital city of Jakarta. This is a life portrait of which ever since a long time ago, generation to generation, the priority has always been economic development. Whereas art and culture, which educate humanity values, almost never garnered any attention. Even though these values are very important as a country's strong foundation, so that it stands strong in the face of division and destruction. World history has proven that if the unity of the people is not strong, regardless of how big and great a country is, it will eventually be destroyed. Not from the hands of colonialism or external forces, but from the hands of its own people. This is a story from Adi Emes, who is originally from Jakarta. He currently resides in Jakarta, Indonesia. He is a musician, music director, and conductor of the Twilight Orchestra. Twilight Orchestra is Indonesia's longest active orchestra for 29 years with various activities and accolades. It has collaborated with both local and international artists, among them, Fina Panduinata, Aning Katamsi, Natalie Cole, David Foster, and Il Divo. It was also the first Indonesian orchestra which performed on several international stages, such as Sydney Opera House, Old Slovak National Theatre, and Konserthaus Berlin. His love for his country is reflected in his music recordings of Indonesia's national anthem, Indonesia Raya, and his music arrangements of other national and folk songs, which are recorded in the album Symphony Negriku and the Sounds of Indonesia. These newly arranged songs have been played in many public settings, including at formal national events both locally and internationally. These include overseas Indonesian embassy events to sports events, one of them being the 2018 Asian Games. This is the last episode for Season 2. We hope you enjoyed all the stories and thank you for listening. This has been a journey of passion and hard work which could not have happened without your support. Hopefully, we can still see you in the next season. This is one of our special editions as we face COVID-19 pandemic. We'd like to extend our deep condolences to those who have lost their loved ones. This is definitely a very difficult time for everyone, and we can only hope that soon we all heal as nature flourishes. Probably one day when we look back, we learn how valuable is the time that we have to hug our loved ones, to be kind to our fellow humans, and to thank the sun for shining upon us. 
I'm Natasha, your host of Speak Indo podcast, and we would like to thank our guest speakers for sharing their story. If you like the story, please share it with your friends and family. The transcript of the story is available at our blog speakindo.life and our YouTube Speak Indo channel. You can subscribe to our channel so that you won't miss any upcoming episodes. Thank you for listening and let's share positivity.